Hey, Alex here, and you're tuned into the Market Adventures podcast. Today, we'll continue our discussion with Dan, host of Secret Leaders and CEO of Your Heights. Today, he'll tell us about how he dealt with burnout. Stay tuned. What are some of the key traits that successful investors have in common? Why do some people get wealthy through investing while others don't? Can you learn to develop the skills and traits it takes to become a successful investor and entrepreneur? Well, to find out the answer to all these questions, consider buying my Stock Market 101 course. If you love the show, you will love this course. As a student, you'll get unlimited access to a two-hour, three-part webinar teaching you how to get started in the stock market immediately. I also give you a personal investing plan template to help you design your strategy as well as a number of other educational resources. You can get the full three-part course for just $19 at gum.co slash learn stocks. If you order the course for yourself or someone you care about before January 1st, I'll personally help you develop your 2021 strategy on a one-hour call with me. So this Thanksgiving, I did nothing. I mean, I did very, very little. And Mm. after listening to you, I kind of reflected and thought to myself, well, this burnout idea, I may have experienced that because there's no way I go into the next four or five days where I'm just doing nothing. I haven't had a, a day like that in a long time. So could you talk to us a little bit about, about burnout and, you know, what would you say to me and anybody else who's listening who had that experience, um, how they should maybe deal with it next time they have that experience? Yeah, great question. Um, so for me, the way that I current and actually funny enough on my, um, well, I know this isn't coming out today, but my Instagram stories, I've done a few posts on burnout today. Um the truth is, and it's on my Instagram, so if you follow me at Dan Murray Serta, then, um, you know, I, I post about burnout and anxiety and stuff a lot. Um, the truth is, burnout, in my experience, there's like two sides to it, really. One is, um, or from my experience anyway, it, one is um, when I was doing work that I didn't find purposeful. And yeah, that is my last startup. So, you know, lots of people are very surprised to hear me talk about my last startup as something that I didn't love doing. Um, But the reality is, like my last company, Grabble, was an idea that I was excited about at the time, but it took off and it became a beast. And it was in fashion and shopping and consumerism. And I'm just not really about those things. I'm much more interested in sustainability and the planet and mental health. And, you know, I was going to work every day and just not loving what I was doing. But like, you have to work incredibly hard as a startup founder. You know, there's just everything's always on. There's a lot of things that are your problem, whether no matter how small they are. And so, you know, the first time I got burnout, which, you know, I was basically ended up staying in bed for about a month. Um, I just could not get out of bed was because I was waking up like every day at 5am to like, you know, start work and answer questions, et cetera, et cetera. But I also just wasn't getting energy or fulfillment, you know, from my soul. Um, I knew that my values were misaligned with what I was doing. And it's really important to address that hard one to address. But I know in reflection, I also knew at the time that that was a big contributing factor. Um, the other side to burnout is more practical, which is, you know, now that I'm running heights, I'm very 
motivated. I'm very much like, you know, in my sweet spot in life of doing something that I love, that is valuable for the world, that is, you know, it makes money, it makes me happy, it makes others happy. You know, it's like the perfect sweet spot. So now it's the other problem, which is how do I avoid burnout by not working myself to death? Because it would be easy to because I'm so passionate about it because it makes me so happy. It's all I ever want to do. And the answer to that is to be really proactive. So in my calendar, because I go religiously by my calendar because I'm busy um, in my calendar, like I'll literally, um, you know, even to the point of today, I've already scheduled in. I've had an hour and a half walk this morning. Um, I've scheduled in half an hour. In fact, like, you know, from a productivity point of view, I schedule in half an hour every Monday to go through what are called frogs, um, which is based on Brian Tracy's Eat That Frog. So frogs are basically, you know, if if the worst thing, the concept is if the worst thing you had to do this week was eat a frog, then the first thing you should do that week is eat that frog because everything else afterwards will be better. So I set myself half an hour aside every Monday morning to just work through my frogs, like the worst things that I know that I have to deal with urgently. Um, and that clears up my ability to not procrastinate and get on with other work during the week. Um, I've set aside already half an hour to not work and work on other stuff, go on social media, whatever I want to do. Um, in a couple of hours, I've got my Peloton scheduled in. I've even got like a virtual gong bath. I'm a bit, uh, I haven't done that before, so I'm not as wacky as I sound, but it sounded like a nice fun thing to do, doing that with my wife at 6 p.m. So the point is like, you can see even on a Monday, I've scheduled in lots of lots of time for myself for rest. If I, I'm the type of person who's just a very busy guy. So like, it's really interesting because I could fight my own psychology or I could make myself feel like I'm still as busy as I always was, but I'm scheduling in stuff for my own space and my own mental health and my own connection with my wife. You know, these things are in my calendar. And if they're in my calendar, I do them. So that's kind of how I've approached avoiding burnout this time around is not leaving it to chance, not just working myself to death, but putting a few things in my calendar every single day that remind me to rest and do something different. Now, this is, so you've had... You've had a, a, a decent amount of success at this point in your life. Hmm. For the person who, you know, maybe they they something resonated with what you said. They they were doing something and they were having a decent amount of success, but they didn't like it, and they decided to chase their passion and they left what they were doing. And now they're working towards their passion, but they've experienced a big failure or, or several failures along the way. How would you? How would you? essentially consult that person in dealing with that experience of burnout, given that they're not having success along the way with their burnout, right? They're dealing with all these other emotions that come with failing as well. Yeah. I mean, of course, like I've been through the whole failure journey too. Um, And to be honest with you, like the failure journey is really interesting because, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can go. Like firstly, no matter how, inspiring you are or amazing you are or you know how much personal work you've done on your own you know sense of spirituality and values it it still hurts to fail it hurts your ego we've got egos they're set up to make us think that we're winners and when you fail it sucks and you beat yourself up and it's not fun so I think for starters is like you know not beating yourself up for beating yourself up 
right? Because I think a lot of advice is don't beat yourself up, but it's like, but that's human. We just failed. It's very normal. Like telling me not to feel like a human being is not like the most helpful advice. Like if I feel like I need to wallow for a bit because what I've just been trying to do flopped massively and I am embarrassed to be myself right now, then all that means is you're human and that process will last a while. And I think that there's too much advice, like I say, about, you know, don't worry about it or ignore it. Not enough advice to just say that that's like a very, very normal perception of yourself over that time. And like everything in life, it passes. So, you know, a really practical uh, way of looking at it is, you know, all the times you were really excited and things were really smashing and successful for you, like those feelings of ecstasy of your accomplishments, they also passed, sadly. So it's good in light of the really negative ones as well to remember that that's also true. But things things need patience. Things need time. The creative process takes ages, right? You know, we launched our um, product to the world in January 2020. And that was after, I think, 15 months of product development. That's a long time, right? That's 15 months of people saying to me, what are you up to? And me being like, well you know, I can't really say because like, we don't have anything yet. Right. And especially if you're an entrepreneur, people love to ask you, you know, your identity is like, what are you doing? What are you the founder of? What is your company right now? And the amount of times I learned as well, because we did three different ideas that we never even brought to market, Joel and I in between. And, you know, you learn that you're telling someone one month what you're doing. And then the next month, they're like, oh, so how is that, you know, sustainability uh, for e-commerce XYZ products going? And we're like, oh, we're not doing them anymore. Right. And that's also embarrassing because, uh, you know, your friends don't understand that you're on a journey. Only you do. And so I really, you know, appreciate, resonate and have a lot of uh, sympathy, understanding what it feels like as a person to try and want to answer the question whether or not um, someone is, uh, you know, completely... Um, attached, if you were, to the identity of the business that they're currently building, you know? So, like, the the desire to, like, rush through the creative process to have an answer to your friends in those moments that you need to is, 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 is a really, you know, it's a really complicated thing. And I think what a lot of people do to get out of that pain is rush the process. Um, they lose a bit of confidence. Obviously, we've also all got financial constraints, too. Um, that can sometimes be like a very stressful and difficult situation because the right decision was worth spending longer on your project, was spending longer figuring out what works and what doesn't. Um, and, you know, that's like the quickest way of battling. Our, um, that's the quickest way of battling like the uh, imposter syndrome and the other negative voices that come into your head. Hey, 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 hey. We'll be right back with Dan in just a moment. Stay with us. I'm your host, Alex Cunningham, and you're listening to the Market Adventures Podcast. Forget taking loads of different supplements. Say hello to the Smart Supplement, the 20 essential nutrients for a healthy brain and body. Heights, that's your heights. Easy to take, easy to remember, 
easy to give your brain and body exactly what they need. And you don't even have to take it with a meal. It was designed by neuroscientists and dietitians because your brain deserves expertise. Use the code MARKETADVENTURES. That's one word, MARKETADVENTURES at checkout to get $10 off. So avoiding burnout by scheduling, being proactive, you know, getting the worst things out of the way. These are some, these are some tools that you've kind of, you've essentially amassed for yourself and that you also tell other people to use as well. I mean, uh, what are your thoughts on, on laughter as a tool? I mean, I was listening to your TED talk mm. and you mentioned your father and your father reminds me a lot of my own father who's who's Amazing. he's dealing with um not to even try to compare um our experiences but my da- father's dealing with his own you know health issues right now going through uh some treatment for cancer but he he essentially gave me my sense of humor and I get in trouble with it a lot with my girlfriend because mm-hmm. she says everything everything's a joke to me and my son has actually picked up on that where my son makes everything a joke himself Um, but for me, that's like, I've always called it a coping mechanism, but in your tech talk, you refer to it as as a tool. So can you talk to us a little bit about, uh, that experience, but also adding that tool to your, to your kit and handling, you know, failures and things like that? Yeah. So, I mean, the insight here is, is interesting. Like my, like very quickly, the, the story of my father is, um, he was a, a business owner. He ran the same business for over fifty years. And when he passed away, when I, about ten years ago, um, he, you know, I got thinking about what kind of person he was and what kind of leader. And he basically had this attitude towards always laughing and always using humor in stressful situations, particularly to um, help other people, but also deal with his own stresses. And his own life. And the thing that's important to share about him is he had a lot of like physical health limitations. So he had, uh, apart from every single illness under the sun, um, like crazy amounts, gout, diabetes, like, uh, I mean, just just a, a, a huge list I won't go into. Um, but he also was blind. So, you know, this is someone who's running a company and, you know, uh, could be feeling very sorry for himself, but instead has a very positive attitude towards how to approach life. Um, his, um, after he passed away, I was really interested in this thing. And I went, you know, sort of searching for the meaning and understanding of it. And I basically came across this field of study called gelatology, which is literally the study of how laughter impacts our physical and physiological states. Um, The summary of the research, really, and the tips that I would give to your listeners is um, like laughter can be used to literally uh, help us remove stress from our lives. So the physical act of laughter um, and it has to be authentic laughter. So interestingly, it doesn't work the same if it's fake laughter, which is quite interesting. But the act of physical laughter releases hormones and chemicals around our body that alleviate stress. And if you're able to, when you're really stressed, if you're able to watch a comedy or have a proper laugh at something, um, your body will respond to that moment of extreme stress like it does with memory and sort of remember that your body's reaction the last time you were this stress was to laugh. And it means that the next time your body is flooded with stress hormones, 
um, from a situation or occurrence, there's also some muscle memory left in there that will not affect you quite as much because you laughed at it the last time. So it's a really, really interesting psychological process to go through. And so my recommendation to people is, you know, everyone has their favorite show, whether it's Friends or Family Guy or Kevin Hart or whatever it might be. Um, just next time you're really stressed um, and you can't really think of anything else, just take 20 minutes out and watch your favorite comedy show that's going to make you giggle and laugh and just see how much that impacts. It, it's, it's two of the things that you that you that we spoke about today really it really gave me uh, uh, insight into my own community, right? The black, black African-American community. Mm. The, the first thing that you mentioned was this idea of caring for everything but your brain, right? The black yeah. community is famous for its dedication to skin care um, and hair care, all of these things that, that uh, for the aesthetics mm. where we don't, we also shy away from supplementation, right? We, we do the complete opposite, right? We don't like to take supplementation from doctors and things like that. Yeah. And the, the other thing that you mentioned that, again, another realization, the, the idea of you call it gel gelatology, right? Yeah, gelatology. Um, we, again, the black community has a lot of um, – laughter embedded in its culture right from top mm -hmm. comedians mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. you know um even in school higher income or lower income schooling which i've been in both the the, the our community was the one that was standing there laughing right we weren't yeah. so much focused on schoolwork we weren't so much focused on anything outside of getting together and laughing and having a good time and and again i, I didn't think about it at the time but maybe that 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 need and desire to get together and joke around and forget everything else around us maybe it was something that's been embedded in our culture for for dealing with stress because very likely for sure um that i i don't know but that that really did resonate with me big big time because i'm thinking about my own childhood now and how mm. we were just in the corner on the lockers in class just just laughing, laughing, Yeah, and I laughing. mean, cult culturally very similar, right? Like I'm, you know, brought up Jewish as well. And uh, although I don't actually practice any religion, um, very similar, right? You know, Jew Jews and black people are very, very uh, well known for comedy, particularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah very true. Um, that and That's super. That, that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, okay, so you mentioned um, being a CEO of a company and being CEO of your mind. Uh, mm. In one of your talks, which is an interesting concept, um, and you've kind of talked about a little bit of both. Uh, can you just really just quick summarize? Yeah, yeah. So, look, the, you know, the, the point that I made, which I think you know is, does strike quite a lot of people, and I sort of I sort of made it earlier in a less eloquent way, is if you can't be the CEO of your own body, then you shouldn't be the CEO of a company. Like, if you think about the the way that priority frameworks work. And the way that you will have a, the biggest impact as a human being, simply put, the healthier you are, the more your body works, the better your brain is, the more you can think clearly. These are the things that are going to have an impact on your decision making, your ability to last long, you know, be productive. Um, the reality is staying healthy and having a healthy body and having a healthy mind 
it's not a given. It's hard work. Like it's something that you physically have to work towards the same way as you have to work towards as a CEO of a company, you know, growing your company, managing with people issues. All of these things are things on a process you learn and they're hard. None of them come easily. And your success or failure in that company is basically based on how you deal with those things. Well, it's the same thing with a human being and their life and their body, right? You're given one body. It's not easy, especially in America and Britain, but it's not easy to keep that body healthy because, you know, there's like, you know, sugar in everything, even in your water in America, probably. Um, but, you know, there's, there's there's sugar in everything that we have. There's a lot of confusing communication. And then there's also like challenges about our self-worth the entire time. You go on Instagram and see people in bikinis and six packs. And that's all like, you know, demotivating makes you feel like it's not worth while you're even starting. Where the truth is little things that we can do to every day or as many days as possible to create small healthy habits that look after our body and our mind those are the most important decisions that we can make obviously for our health span and lifespan and by doing those things by prioritizing yourself first you will categorically be better at doing the things that make you a better ceo or leader or colleague in your company you know, above anything else, because you'll feel good, right? Like no one wants to feel bad. But sadly, that's the human condition. Like as soon as we are born, we're in decline, realistically, right? So the reality is like, you want to manage that decline by making good decisions in your life that are clear around small lifestyle habits. And, um, and obviously, you know, feeding both our body and our brain. And by the way, that's not at all to say, you should live a perfect life. Like I don't live a perfect life. You know, I, um, you know, went to my mum's yesterday and had half a tug of Hagen dazs ice cream because I felt like it, right? As in, I'm not a pious person saying that I'm so incredibly healthy that, you know, uh, you know, it's unattainable for anyone else. Like I have as many slip ups in my personal wellness journey as everyone else. But um, I make sure that those things, those decisions, those moments are really well balanced with things like daily walks, like listening to interesting people and good conversations about things that will help me thrive as a human being. You know, the quality of how I funnel information, where I get my information, that's as important to me as anything else, right? If you follow people like me on social media, people like, um, you know, that share positive messages around mental health rather than just bikini clad babes and six pack bros drinking um, beers in Cancun, you get a very different sense of self-worth. You get a very different sense of feeling. You know, if you listen to podcasts um, or you just go on Twitter and read the news, you're going to be very different in your levels of anxiety as well, right? One is teaching you about the world um, in an inspiring way from smart people the other is designed to put the fear of god into you every single day that the world is crumbling so you know there are a lot of little ways that we as human beings are able to try and maintain and manage our mental health and i think it's super important people who are running the world do uh do co-sign with the, what you just said right this idea of making the world feel like it's crumbling right there's a financial there's a financial output to fear that I think mm. the people I think a lot of the world has tapped into right being able to fear us into buying their product and, and things like that so I want you to to really just tell me won't tell us one more time about heights and I want you to mention this idea of you know selling your positivity for your product as opposed to oh, yeah. fear yeah. um 
and, and then tell us where we can both find Heights and also find you. Of right? course. So, yeah, the point that you're bringing up there, and I appreciate you bringing it up, is we're constantly suggested by advisors, by people, by friends. Um, you know, there's a lot of research in brain care and brain health that we could be selling on negativity, right? So every other, every pharmaceutical company, most supplements, you know, everyone sells on fear. Um, are you tired, angry, anxious? Are you um, aware that your brain's going into cognitive decline and, you know, Alzheimer's and dementia? Like all of these messages would be much better sales tools for us to sell the product and sell the company heights because selling on fear is like 10 times more likely to convert a customer than selling through positivity. But we made a cultural decision with our values at heights. Firstly, we named the company something uplifting. It's called heights. It's about reaching your heights. It's about human potential. It's about us going along the journey with you. Wherever you start on that journey, you're taking a few first steps and then continual gradual steps on that journey. And the first one that we help you take is by feeding your brain what it needs to thrive. Like that is the most important first step. But um, we have been um, criticized and challenged a lot by various advisors and investors um, about not being ruthless enough with our messaging and we could hit much higher growth, et cetera. But that stuff doesn't matter to us because we're building a brand and we're building a brand around positivity and we're building a brand around encouraging people to imagine the possible rather than trying to solve the curable. So that's our positioning. And um, I'm very proud of it because um, it is difficult sometimes as a business owner to, you know, compromise revenue targets over values. But in the end, I think it's always the right decision. And most importantly, it'll bring the right people along with us on the journey and as customers. And that's what's so important. So, um, you know, I guess the final thing to say on Heights is... You know, we're right at the start of our journey. I was just telling you before our call, we just launched a, a seed, uh, you know, our seed investment round on a crowdfunding platform and broke a, broke a record. We um, we raised one million pounds in 20 minutes. So, you know, it gives you a very good sign of how our customers feel about our product, um, you know, backing us and investing us like that. Um, the reality is, the category of brain care doesn't exist yet. And our job at Heights is to create it by getting more and more people invested in the process and the things, the tools, the nutrition, the understanding of how looking after your brain will have a humongous impact on your near term and long term health. And um, that is our scope and our opportunity. And so our first product is a single product that's extremely simple um, and highly complex all at the same time. It's called the Smart Supplement. And we basically put 20 of the top key nutrients that your brain needs to thrive, according to science, inside two clever capsules every single day. Um, so it's two pills a day. And the capsules themselves are patented and they have a slow release of the nutrients into your gut. And then we have no caking agents or synthetic fillers and send the whole thing by monthly subscription through your letterbox in award winning sustainable packaging. So end to end, like that's the product experience. And then we send you in your inbox helpful information from world leading experts on how to take care of your brain. So, you know, we don't just sort of say, here's the product, get on with it. We say like, you know, actually building a new habit is hard and we're here to help you take this new opportunity to build a healthy habit. And we're here to hold your hands and help you along the way. And that's, you know, a big part of our success so far has been understanding that, you know, building a ritual and a habit around this is just as important as trying to get the customer in the first place. So um, 
very proud of what my team has put together. Um, obviously, it's a, you know, it's a team. It's not just me. It's a whole group of people working super hard every day to help people reach their heights. Um, also very grateful to have the opportunity to share that with your listeners. So if anyone wants to listen, uh, sorry, wants to go to it, I've set up a, a discount code for your, your listeners as well. So they can use the code market adventures to get £10 off, which is about 10% um, of our quarterly subscription. And the reason for that, by the way, is, um, you know, science says, so we were trying to avoid people that look for quick fixes. Science says the impact is within three months. And so the three month subscription is, you know, 90, 95% of all of our orders are the three month subscription because we're very careful of the type of customer that we're getting isn't just someone that's here for like a, you know, a quick fix because um, they'll be disappointed and they will be with any product, frankly. So we um, have put together £10 off our quarterly subscription if you use the code market adventures. And um, that's at yourheights.com. Ask yourself, what's your brain score? We love earning money and providing value here at Market Adventures, but to enjoy the money and the experience, mental health is absolutely crucial. If you're interested in learning more about brain health and supplementation, please be sure to check out the link in the description using the code MARKETADVENTURES to get $10 off your order. You want to go to yourheights.com, type in Market Adventures at checkout, and you're going to get $10 off your purchase. I had to say it again. Now, if you enjoyed this, I encourage you to leave your feedback in the form of a five-star review. And thank you so much for listening. I've been your host, Alex Cunningham, and be sure that you hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening today. And I also encourage you to try my stock market course if you're looking for a way to get started in the markets. And remember, don't ask for security. Seek adventure.